Knock, knock. Who's there? It's your singing telegram. It's my singing telegram who? It's your anniversary. What? Spoop hours, second anniversary. This what? is your telegram. What? Your singing telegram. I just want it's to see how long you're going to go. Spoop second anniversary. I don't understand. Welcome back to Spoop Hour. It's our second anniversary. Second anniversary. Can you believe it? I cannot believe. That's amazing. In the opposite words of Jonathan Van Ness, I cannot Can't believe. Cannot believe. Can, Can you believe? I cannot. Cannot. For those of you unaware, we are recording remotely today. We just are. Just because we're both sleepy lumps who can't be bothered to leave the fucking house. But we, because we're using Skype, Skype apparently has a feature now where you can blur your background. It's so spooky. And I know, because every time you move your chair for a second, I'm like, oh my god, there's someone there's behind person. you. No, I, I scared myself a little <laughs> earlier and was like, wouldn't it be funny if I had Jack sneak into here and just like stand up behind me <laughs> at some point? Just crawl across the floor. I mean, it would be upsetting with this because I wouldn't be able to tell it was him because he'd be... Although I wonder if it would recognize him as having a face so it would oh, maybe. for so him. He'd be just like a floating face behind me. Yeah. That's so anyway, weird. If you, it's so strange. If you haven't used the Skype blur your background feature, highly recommend it. It's very odd. And like when oh, you move your hands around. Cup. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we've been podcasting for two years, as you can clearly tell from this super professional intro. Yeah. We are a paranormal comedy podcast. This is oh, Courtney. Right. Yes, we are. I'm That's Sasha. Sasha. <laughs> we are Halloweenies. We've been podcasting for two, almost two whole years, which is bananas that makes yeah. us super Especially old ladies in the podcasting community we spent like what a year and a half talking about how we should get a podcast we i honestly it was probably longer like we talked about, about two, it for two years for a while. well because we recorded murder in small town x in right. like 2016 2015 oh yeah we didn't start and then we didn't start until late 2017 so honestly yeah. it was probably closer to two years that we talked yeah. about it before we finally did it so and if we had we just done it. done it we would be like having our like four-year anniversary yeah, it would be a very different story it would be a very different story but we did it and now we're doing it and we're making it happen we're making did it happen anything spooky happened to you for listeners, it's only been a week, but for us, since we banked episodes and then, like, took some time off because we're sleepy, it's been, like, three weeks <laughs> since we recorded something, so I'm, like, trying to think of all the spooky shit that has happened to me, because every time I'm like, ooh, I gotta remember this for the podcast. Well, I guess one is I've been having very vivid nightmares lately. You and so, me both, sugar yep. plum. So that's good, but none that were spoken of on that ghost tour, which was good. I was oh. like, oh, no, if, you, if you've if you got my number on this, I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was very skeptical of his, like, and then they all started having nightmares. And I'm like, me too, bitch. You ain't special. <laughs> School year started. Spooky. At some point, I got to work a little earlier than usual during teacher week. So this is mm -hmm. before students got in. And the parking lot was full of cars. But I got up to the English department and the lights were all off in the hallway. Mm -hmm. and no one else was in the English department. And I was like, I'm 
super alone. <laughs> oh. I it's very quiet. And so I got a little nervous and then we felt very much like we were in like a like a different realm or something. We were just like really <laughs> like post-apocalyptic, you wake up and all the people are gone. Yeah. And then what it was was that she and I were just early for work and all the cars in the parking lot were parent volunteers setting up for the teacher breakfast. Oh. Yeah. So so there was a logical reason, but we both got really scared. In terms of school, nothing too spooky. I guess the spookiest thing that did happen to me was the like on the ghost tour. So <laughs> we can talk about that <laughs> yes. later. Yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. How about for, you? For me, our elevator at work has increased the frequency with which it is being spooky. It's now oh. most of the elevators do spooky shit instead of just the one. This was day one of it being weird. If you'll notice, those doors are just slightly open. They're slightly open. Open. The elevator was functioning as normal that whole day. It's just those doors didn't fully close. So occasionally you'd like see the elevator pass through with people in it. So that's fine. And normal elevator behavior. And then the next day it opened its mouth up wider and wouldn't close. Oh God. That's scary. Okay. That's like, yeah, it was upsetting. And then this happened. Let me crank the sound. So what you're we're ki- what you're kind of hearing is this video of me on the elevator where music and loud voices were. <laughs> and as like I work on the 6th floor and each floor I was like, "Okay, well we're going to eventually pass whoever's blasting the radio and having this loud conversation and then yeah. it's going to get quieter." Like that's just that's how sound works. It did not. All 6 floors were equally loud. It was like they were in the elevator with me. They were not. So, don't is there know what that speaker in that elevator that like no. communicates no i mean there's there's just the recording that does like floor six okay because when i got stuck in the elevator in college mm-hmm. i there was you know i was talking through the door up to the nurses but mm-hmm. also when i did the emergency call it like gave me like a security office too so i wonder right. if the f- <laughs> the security really office was having a party and then a couple days after that it was just making a weird, rattly, scratchy sound. I don't like sound. that noise. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I'm, I used to think that I was going to die in a car accident. We've been over it on this podcast. Now I'm pretty sure I'm going to die in an elevator accident at work, which is going to be super fun. But all of my coworkers also now share my skepticism with the elevator from the days it was making those weird noises. One day, one of them just like loudly clanged out of nowhere. It was seemingly not in use. It just like clang your building went under renovation like are they not going to fix your elevators i mean i know that's that's like probably a really costly thing well that's the thing these are the renovated elevators oh no the old elevators are fine they don't they don't do weird shit the renovated ones are like they summoned up the like demon spirits from the basement probably and now they're just like in charge of (laughs) this reminds me there is a movie Uh, yeah (laughs) and i believe it's just called devil and it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie that I have oh, watched. Oh, good. And it's basically, it's like, what if the devil were in an elevator? That's it. That's the plot of the movie. And it's okay. fucking ridiculous. It's very, 
I mean, it's not funny. There is only one genuinely scary moment in it. And it's just because it's like some body horror like spookiness. But if Mm. you want to laugh at something, it is the dumbest, most convoluted. And like the twist is really stupid because it's M. Night Shyamalan. So there has to be a twist. But the twist is really dumb. Like, and it doesn't, there are like no stakes. It's just like, uh oh, Slayton's in an elevator and he's like, they're trapped in the elevator and Satan's doing. Yeah, it's very silly. But anyway, Satan lives in my work elevator. So that's probably why I wasn't scared of that movie. Speaking of stupid media, <laughs> the Man of Medan just dropped. Is that the one that's based on the Oorang Medan scary yep. boat thing? Yeah, it's it's so it takes place on the Oorang Medan, which I was like sitting there and going, Medan, Medan, Medan. I know oh, I know this. <laughs> but it's by the same people who made Until Dawn, which that's is the, the horror video game we've talked about that the has Wendigo one. Rami Malik and Hayden cheerle- Pantier. Hayden Pantier, yeah. And the Wendigos. But yeah, I Jeremy and his friends played it for like three or four hours. And then the next day I came over and played like the end with him. Mm-hmm. And it is mostly just, well, what the, what I saw was like a couple of jump scares. Yeah. And like some like deranged pirates. Sure. But nothing like that spooky. Jeremy said I oh. missed out on a lot of the spookiness, but he said that it's definitely stupid it's like if when you want to go see like a really can't be scary movie that's like the level of Mm. he's like you you play it like ironically yeah and so maybe that's something that we can do because apparently it's not that scary it's not that bad which is weird because the actual like Oorang Medan story is really spooky we have a listener story what Yes, and the subject line was our haunted farmhouse in Berryville. And as soon as I saw the word Berryville, I was like, oh, shit, this is in Virginia. You mean Booryville? Booryville. Booryville. All right. So this is a story from a listener named Edie. Eddie? E-D-Y? I think it's Edie. I don't know. Yeah. Like like the ice cream? I'd like to think it's like the ice cream. Edie. Edie, if we're saying your name wrong, we're very sorry. Thank you for sending a story. <laughs> Especially it's a local story, too. It's from yeah. Booryville. Booryville. All right. So, hello, fellow Halloweenies. I saw a post on Facebook about your podcast. I was so excited to find out about it. So, I thought I'd tell you about our house that we own in Berryville, Virginia. First of all, Edie, thank you for hearing about our podcast. I'm very excited about this. Thank you, Edie. I was born and raised in the D.C. metro area and still live in Fairfax County. I am also a horse lover and have acquired a few over the years. So about 15 years ago, my husband and I bought a farm in Berryville. It is a beautiful and almost magical place. There are two historical homes, yes, (laughs) built in the late 1700s that are on about 50 acres. When we first bought the farm, we had taken our daughters out to ride one day. The barn is about 200 yards away from the main house, which is where my husband and I were while the girls were riding. We were in the master bedroom with the door closed when we heard what sounded like a little girl giggling right outside the door. Uh Uh-oh. We looked at each other with huge question marks over our heads, (laughs) wondering who in the world that could be. Literally, they just have foam question marks for occasions like this where they're just like, boop, questions. Our daughters were teenagers then, so it obviously wasn't them. Plus, we could see them on their horses out in the field at this point. And, as far as we knew, there were no other children there that day. Hmm. My husband called out, just a second, as he went to open the door. When he opened the door, there was no one there. Again, we Uh looked at each other quizzically, and then went downstairs, thinking whoever it was must have gone back downstairs. However, there was no one there either. I looked at my husband and said, You heard that, right? 
He said, (laughs) of course he had heard it. We looked through the house, but no one was there. At this point, we were freaking out. This is an old house. You can't go up and down the stairs without creaking wood floors announcing that you're coming. So how did this girl get right outside our door and back down and out without us hearing her? Fast forward several years, and my youngest daughter had graduated from college. She and her boyfriend moved into the farmhouse. Lying in bed that night, they heard what sounded like someone moving furniture across the floor. Uh Uh-oh. When they went to investigate, you guessed it, nothing and nobody there. She called me the next morning to tell me about it, more annoyed than scared. Eventually, things settled down. But every time they had house guests, the sounds of furniture moving would begin again. While our youngest son was in college, he spent the summer at the farm staying with his big sister. When summer break was over, he packed up and went back to school. That night, my daughter and her now fiancé were awakened from their sleep by the sound of a girl screaming. No! Frantically, they jumped out of bed, their hearts pounding. After checking in the house and finding nothing, her fiancé went down to the barn to see if there was someone there calling out. Again, you guessed it, nothing and nobody was there. We don't really know who or what is in our farmhouse, but it simply seems to be simply mischievous though i do have a family who oh, i do have family who refused to stay there there was an incident with my niece while she was house sitting oh, oh no <laughs> it was like why would you have family who refuses to be there and it's like oh no there's another oh, no, story there was an incident <laughs> there was an incident <laughs> this sounds like an incident <laughs> she came in after work and the guest bathroom door was shut though she swears it was open when she left that morning I don't love that. I don't like doors doing shit on their own. I yeah. don't care for it. If, if I'm going to close the bedroom door before I leave for work, it's going to be shut it, and I'm going to know it. It better be fucking closed the whole fucking day. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's uh, hear about this upsetting thing for why this niece will not stay there. Yeah, so she came in after work and the guest bathroom door was shut, though she swears it was open when she left that morning. When she opened the door, the water was running in the bathtub. Uh She thought it was strange, but turned it off and chalked it up to being forgetful in her rush to get to work that morning. She went about her evening, having dinner and watching a little TV before heading to bed. When When she passed the bathroom, the door was closed again. She opened the door and stepped inside. And that's when she saw it. The bathtub was now full of water. No! She knew that this was not forgetfulness. She had not put the tub stopper in and run the water to fill the bath and then turned the water off. She called me, very shaken, and said she would not be staying in the house. She was (laughs) going to go by after work every day to check in, but she would not be staying in the house any longer. I can't say that I blame her. Thank goodness (laughs) whatever it is seems to get used to people who stay there for a while, but you just never know what to expect. Happy haunting, Edie. Thank you, Edie. That's amazing. That's so That's good. a properly haunted house. That is a that is a right haunted farm. I right there. I am very pleased by this. <laughs> this is a great story. Edie knocked it out of the park. Oh man, that bathtub. I don't care for that. I don't but that's care amazing. for the Door shenan- Oh yeah, it's all amazing. Make, make it a make it an Airbnb, <laughs> <laughs> an Air Boo and Boo. Air Boo and Boo. And have people write in the guest book about their haunted experience. The guest book. The guest book. <laughs> Second anniversary means twice the puns and half the time. So, so we have two games to play because it's our anniversary games. episode. As you can tell, we're going to be heavy on like chitter chatter and general like spoop talk rather than like an explicit topic that we've done. So we did a celebratory thing. We went on a ghost tour. 
I tried Reiki again, but before we get into that, ooh, that's fun. It, like, when you drank from that can, Skype, like, blurred it a little bit. So it was like you're on a TV show where they, like, put a label on it because you're not brand specific. <laughs> I'm enjoying it's this refreshing yellow beverage. Kirkland. <laughs> Sponsor us, Kirkland. So do you want to get started with games before we get into how we celebrated? Games, games, and games, general games, scoop games. announcements and updates because we've got a couple we exciting have ones. Of those. Yes. Yay, okay. Games, games, games. So, this first game is called Spoopy Would You Rather. Yes. <laughs> it's a very creative name. So, I'm going to read out seven names. It was, or seven names, seven things. It was <laughs> six things, and then that farm in Berryville happened, so I added a seventh. Oh. And then we're going to go to the next game, which I'm not going to tell you about because I want the full thing to be a surprise. I'm more proud of the second game. No offense Woo-hoo. to this one. Well, I'm proud of you for both. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yay! Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Would you rather spend the night in a haunted house or a historic graveyard? Historic graveyard. Yeah? Yeah, no contest. Really? Yeah. I would rather Uh, stay in a haunted house because, like, you know my thing with graveyards is that there might be a weirdo in there to do stuff with me. Like some sort of murderer. Yeah. At least in a house, I can, like, lock the doors and I also don't believe in ghosts, so it's like, whatever. Do your worst, I guess. (laughs) All right. Would you rather find out that aliens are 100% real or that ghosts are real? Well, I'm of the the mind that aliens definitely exist because that space is too big for it's there to too big not for just be us, stuff. Yeah. Right? Right. But this is like but a would definitively... would you rather get, like, definitive proof? I think I'd like to get definitive proof that ghosts are real before I get mm. definitive proof of aliens. Mostly because I, like... I. I know aliens could be real. Yeah. Like, I'm all in on aliens. I'm not all in on ghosts, but I think I still would rather have aliens be real. Like, I would rather have definitive proof of that. I don't know why, but I would find it comforting. I wonder if we could have both because we're two different people. Well, maybe. (laughs) I mean, I made the game. I say we can. (laughs) All right. Would you rather be a woman in a color ghost or a poltergeist? Hmm. And if you say woman in a color, I'm going to ask you what color you would pick. So be prepared for that. I think it would be fun to be a nice poltergeist. Right? Just like a lovable prankster? Like, just, yeah, I'm just pulling pranks. I'm not doing Mm -hmm. anything, like, too malicious or mean. But it's like, I'm just going to rearrange everything in your kitchen while you're at work. I'm going to put toothpaste on your sink handle, like, stuff like that. Like, something, yeah, something weird, or, like, I'm going to rearrange all of your furniture. (laughs) (laughs) This is better. Your room's more open now. This is a better use of your space. I'm going to super glue all of your furniture to the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to super glue a quarter to the ground, so that when you try to pick it up, you can't. That happened to me at work. I I think I would rather happened to me at work the other day. I saw a coin on the ground and thought, I bet this is super glued. And then it wasn't. And so I cut a coin. (laughs) Cool story, Sasha. It's a great story. What coin was it? It was a nickel. Oh, that's a lot of work for a nickel. It had a, yeah, it had a boat on it. It was like a newer nickel. I was going to say, are you sure it's a real nickel? (laughs) So it had like TJ on one side. And then instead of Monticello on the other side, it had like Lewis and Clark. Oh, okay. Like a boat. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next, well, if you were going to be a woman in a color, what color would you be? I'd be a woman in teal, uh, obviously. Yeah, I think I would be a woman in, like, purple. Solid. Or 
purple or maybe like gold. I could see it's very <laughs> ethereal. You're gonna like be sparkly. a JMU ghost. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna uh, go a uh, woman in glitter. Yep, just be very there we ethereal. go. Just super sparkly yeah, all go. the time. Super sparkly. All right. Would you rather be gifted a mummy hand paperweight or Annabelle the haunted doll? <laughs> Annabelle the haunted doll, famously being a raggedy Ann doll that inspired the Conjuring. Wait. 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 Uh oh. This is my friend Annie. <laughs> she's um how my grandma got me her, got her for me at a craft fair craft show in the 90s when i was a baby why is her and face is, all dirty because i tried to feed her oh my god and stuff and i took her everywhere okay but this is annie hi annie so when you said so which would it be would you, you want- rather get a haunted doll friend for annie who may in fact be haunted herself or would you rather get a mummy hand paperweight? I would rather have a mummy hand paperweight because I already have the only Anne that I need. Oh, <laughs> I'd rather have the doll because, again, I don't believe in ghosts in the mummy hand we've established is gross. <laughs> the mummy hand is gross, but it would be a conversation starter. <laughs> and a conversation ender. Wait, is that a hand? Yes. I gotta go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Would you rather live underwater in the lost city of Atlantis or in Baba Yaga's chicken leg hut? <laughs> what amenities does Baba Yaga's chicken leg hut have? I mean, I imagine like standard hut stuff. I, like, I'm sure she's got like a kettle. I don't know about running water, but I also don't know that Atlantis would have running water. <laughs> they live in water. Yeah, exactly. So they, yeah, that's the other thing. Is it Atlantis like the Disney movie Atlantis, or is it Atlantis like I'm going to have to learn how to breathe underwater? I when I wrote the question, I imagined you would be able to breathe in the lost city. Okay. So it's not like, would you rather drown or live with Papa Yaga? It's would you genuinely like, hmm. assuming you have equal ability to survive both circumstances? I could I could be down to chill with Baba Yaga. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I think I'd want to live in the lost city of Atlantis. I like fish, like to look I, at, not to yeah. eat. If it's like the Disney Lost City of Atlantis, then I'll live there. Where there's like glowy magic shit. really cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Would you rather, and this is the one that I added after the farm in Berryville, would you rather hear a ghostly giggle or a ghostly scream? Hmm. (laughs) It seems obvious, but then you think about it and it's like, no, they're both bad. They're both bad. Yeah. No, I was about to say like one over the other and then realized, no, No. I would feel deeply unsettled by both. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, a giggle would unsettle me more. Yeah, at least, like, with a scream, I'd be like, oh, shit, someone's in danger. Yeah, right? like, with Not a necessarily scream, you know I'm in danger, getting. but someone mm-hmm. else is in danger. Mm-hmm. But a giggle is like... What are you planning? Who is that in my house giggling? Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather hear the scream. I agree. I think, well, because at least with, like, a ghostly scream, you know where you stand. You know this is going to be spooky. It's mm-hmm. screaming. With the giggle, it's like, are you planning something? Are you friendly? Are you messing with me? Am I you in danger? something in my house? Am I in danger? Do I need to leave? Like, with a ghostly scream, it's like, I can go. There's no uncertainty here. You're yeah. screaming. I'm a bounce. And then the last one I have... Would you rather listen to the Jersey Devil play the saxophone or go for a hike with Mothman? Ooh. Por que no los dos? I mean, because the game is called Would You Rather. I don't know how to say that in Spanish. You gotta pick one, Sugar you Bear. You gotta pick one. Okay, I'll pick... I love hike. that you're putting Annie in front of you like she's gonna, like, answer for you or yeah. fight me. Kind of looks um, like she wants to fight me. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. No! Uh, I, I think I would... I'd go hiking with Mothman. 
Yeah. If I got tired, I bet Mothman would let me carry me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'd rather listen to the Jersey Devil play the saxophone. I don't like like hiking. hiking. Yeah. (laughs) And I'd rather like sit and listen to some like sweet jazz tunes or whatever. Anyway, the reason why that one was last is because of the next game. Well, you know, one thing about that is that if I went hiking with Mothman and you were just listening and hanging out with Jersey Devil, then we could both talk about it on spoop hour we could we'd have both experiences yeah yeah i dig it okay so i'm gonna send you a link in the chat because i made us a motherfucking buzzfeed quiz oh hell yeah like it's a legit live quiz that's on buzzfeed i did it it's in buzzfeed you did it i did it oh my god I'll narrate through the choices, but this quiz is called What Cryptid Are You? I love the little logo. (laughs) Thank you. It's because it wouldn't let me upload it without a picture. And so I was like, I guess I'll upload it with a picture. And I spent two seconds in Canva looking for like monsters. And that was the one that I liked the most. That's like a really sad looking monster. And I love him. It's because he's a whoopie pie. (laughs) He's not a real monster. He's a whoopie pie. There were a lot of monster snacks. Anyway. So, dear listener, we'll post this link on Twitter and on Instagram somehow. We genuinely have a BuzzFeed quiz. I'm sure if you search What Cryptid Are You and Spoop Hour, which is our username. So I'm excited. I will read through this quiz, and you can follow along if you like. Okay. But there are five options, because even though there's an unlimited number of cryptids, I do not We've have... narrowed it down a, to five. Yes, mostly because, like, we have a very distinct personality established for... <laughs> one of the cryptids and then the other four i was like oh in order for this to work they also need to have a personality because otherwise like how will you know yeah so question number one which vacation appeals to you camping with friends in the woods swamp country the smellier the better hiking the grand canyon spying on some livestock zip lining in west virginia or a lakeside retreat with just you and a good book i like that all of these are outdoor things and i don't know if you would do any of them <laughs> do some of them uh, the lakeside and, and, retreat maybe yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that's that's what you want oh uh, no, no no i'm gonna oh. pick um i've done two three of these actually yeah, so i've done let's see i'm it. gonna i'm gonna pick um hiking the grand canyon and spying on some livestock and spying on some livestock as i was making this I, w- I did take the quiz myself and i'll tell you what i got because like even though i knew i was like some of these as i was doing them i was like this is what i would pick so but we'll see who you get i'm curious i thought I knew who you were going to be, and now I'm not so sure. What's your best feature? My luscious locks of hair. (laughs) My sage advice. My introspective mind. Literally everything. I'm the best. Or my selflessness. I'm the best. No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Literally everything. Literally everything. My introspective mind. All right. What's on your plate at dinner time? I'm a vegetarian, so probably a seaweed salad with a salty vinaigrette. Fresh goat, uncooked is fine, live is best. Oh no. <laughs> Whatever everyone else wants, I'm not picky. Southern fried comfort food, or just so long as there's a lamp, dinner doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm curious to see if you think you know what the cryptids are. Yeah, I'm like, sort of, it's like, s- some of it is starting to sort of mm-hmm. like gel a little bit. I think I'm going to go with southern fried comfort food today. Great choice. That sounds delicious. What do you do when you get scared? Retreat <laughs> to my space to regroup. Put on some calming music. Fly away and think about what it taught me. Fart, <laughs> probably. <laughs> or, what could possibly scare me? Um, obviously fart. Obviously fart. All right. Obviously. Pick a color. 
Orange, red, blue, black, or green? Uh, yes, the callback to our cootie catchers. Classic. <laughs> green. Green. Favorite kind of music? <laughs> Jug bands? <laughs> Which, if you don't know, it's a uniquely, like, Western South thing where it's like you have like the m- the big jug with three X's on it. And it goes hunk, yeah. Hunk, 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 hunk. So that country and bluegrass, heavy metal, smooth jazz, or sea shanties and Florence and the Machine. I like that it's sea shanties and, and Florence, Florence and the, and the Machine because I wasn't sure if you would get the joke if I just put Florence <laughs> in the Machine. I love it. <laughs> so I put sea shanties too, um, but oh I didn't want to give up on my hilarious Florence and the Machine joke, which we'll I just get into feel at the like end. I keep picking like so many disparate. I know. I'm excited options. to see what you're gonna get because I know oh, what God. each of the answer corresponds with, but I don't know how it's gonna end up scoring. It's fun. <laughs> I'm, like, stuck right now between jug bands and sea shanties and Florence <laughs> and the Machine. Because both of those are hilarious. Let's go with sea shanties and, and Florence. Florence and the Machine. Okay, pick a superpower. Flight, precognition, invisibility, smelling normal, oh, or geez. stealth. Smelling normal is the dream, isn't it? It kind of is. But, but I think invisibility. Invisibility? Okay. Which John Mulaney quote describes you best? <laughs> and this was as literally as I was falling asleep last night. I was like, oh shit, I should have done pick your John Mulaney quote. I have to redo this quiz. So Amazing. I woke up this morning and did it. All right. You're extra in the best way. <laughs> Thank I love you. This. First quote In terms of instant relief, canceling plans is like heroin. Second quote Do you want me to kill that guy for you? Because it sounds like he sucks, and I will totally kill that guy for you. Third quote, too old to be a duckling. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Fourth quote, eat ass, suck a dick, and sell drugs. <laughs> or the final quote, hey, you can pour soup in my lap and I'll probably apologize to you. All of these describe me. I know, it's like you gotta pick I one, though. I am John Mulaney. <laughs> I couldn't think of a cryptid to go with, I'm small, I have no money, you can understand the pressure I'm under. Because that's also me. I yeah. am that cryptid. I mean, aren't um, we all? <laughs> Today, I'm feeling a little bit more on the side of, do you want me to kill that guy for you? Because, <laughs> because it, it sounds, sounds like, like he sucks. sucks and I'll totally kill that guy for you. You got the Loch Ness Monster. I got the Loch Ness Monster. I am the Emily Dickinson of cryptids. You sure are. You're an introvert who prefers the quiet of your prehistoric lake to the horror of being seen by randos, especially since randos are obsessed with taking your picture. Let a girl live in her lake, you know? I uh, went to the Pohick Bay Park today Mm -hmm. and was looking out at the water for a while. And then Jack was taking photos of me and I was like, "Ah." no pictures. (laughs) I am the Loch Ness Monster. But I was thinking, I was like, I wonder what lives in here. And then I saw some fish. I was like, oh, that's nice. So here's the joke with Florence and the Machine. If you're not aware, a lot of her songs are about water. Yep. Like a lot of her songs. I just are like about whenever water. I think of her, she just seems like very ethereal and like flowy and water. Like she's yeah. in water. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was to the point where she did an album, and the producer on that album did not understand her at all. But he poured her a glass of water and he put a note next to it in the studio, and it said, "This is for drinking, not writing songs about." Because <laughs> he hates. This is fun. amazing. I can't. This is. Thank you. This is amazing. I want to take this over and over and over again. So, what did you get? I get all the different. I got Mothman. Okay. So Mothman is an option. I think, yeah, I got Mothman. I got Mothman. Also, while doing this quiz, I remembered that I also have a featured creature. I made a lot of games. You made a lot of games today. It's, it's been, I, I sure did. Well, if you want to take it and you don't want to be spoiled for the potential things you can get, go ahead and skip ahead 15 seconds. So you can get 
the Jersey Devil, obviously. Those were the easiest ones to fill in because he has yes. a very distinctive personality that we write about. Momo the Fart Monster. Yes. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Loch Ness Monster, Mothman, and the Chupacabra. I love it. So I had to think real hard about, like, distinctive personalities I wanted to give each of them. Yes. Oh, my God. I took it again. I got Loch Ness Monster <laughs> with different options. You're distinctly Nessie. I am distinctly Nessie. And, you know, that's okay. You got me a Nessie plush I did. for my birthday. And now yeah. I realize it, I, I, was, I had precognition. You had precognition. You I knew did. that I'm Nessie through and through. I did. Anyway, I spent a lot of time thinking about cryptids last night. It's not important. <laughs> All right. Clearly. Speaking of cryptids, are you ready for this featured creature? I am. Okay. I almost accidentally said his name. That would have ended the game immediately. All right. What's round on the ends and high in the middle? That's right. My home state of Ohio. I hail okay. from Minerva, probably, where I was spotted 41 <laughs> years ago to this month-ish in August 1978. Evelyn and Howard Clayton were entertaining friends and family when their grandchildren came running into the house screaming. The children said they had seen a terrible monster in the gravel pit outside, so the adults wandered out to see whatever had spooked them. Sure enough, there was a giant creature sitting in the gravel pit playing with trash. It me! Also, <laughs> we probably wouldn't have had a problem if they didn't have a gravel pit filled with garbage in their front yard. Yeah. This it is a raccoon. <laughs> yes, I'm a raccoon! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they saw me and described me as being covered in matted black hair and looking like I weighed 300 pounds, which is rude. 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 I'm a big raccoon. Yeah, I'm, I'm a chonky boy. <laughs> After this, the Claytons were, like, obsessed with me. They claimed I would <laughs> stare at them through their windows and would only retreat when Howard grabbed his gun. They even called the cops on me once, and while a terrible smell lingered, oop, and there were some <laughs> faint footprints, I was already gone. Sometimes I hang out outside of strip mines and have been known to bring a friend with me. The Claytons claimed either I or my buddy killed their dog. But I think that is slanderous. Hmm. But this wasn't the first incident with me. In the 1700s, people native to the Ohio grasslands referred to me as wild ones of the woods. I once accosted a man in the 1800s by yanking him out of his carriage, but then his daughter threw rocks at me, and I fled. Do you need some hints for who I am? Maybe first letter? G. I can give you more clues. Yeah, more clues. Think of a nickname for marijuana? It's not Gweed. No, no, no. That's, that's a... I didn't think of that one. Think of another name for it that starts with G. It's also a common allergy. It rhymes with ass. Grass. Oh, grass. <laughs> and then think of what the second syllable would be if I were a superhero. Grassman? That's right, I'm Grassman. And then I put, <laughs> in, the I put in the notes. Ah, fighter of the tree up. man. Ah, ah champion of champion the yard. Up. <laughs> champion of the yard anyway this is all thanks to cryptids.wikia.com but yes grass band it's apparently a sasquatch like creature that hangs out in ohio particularly around the woods but also particularly around like abandoned strip mines and shit and he smells bad and kind of looks like a giant ape i need to ask my ohioan friends yes about this please do because like i'm confused as to why they call him grass man i was expecting him to be green when i found yeah. grass man because, like, why would you call something that had matted black fur grass man and not something else? Like, I don't know like, what you would, else you would call it, but just... Like, he, he hangs out at, like... I mean, I would call him, like, Pit Man or something. Yeah, I could see him calling him Pit Man, Trash Man. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
But again, that's not his fault. Don't put garbage in your fucking gravel pit, you weirdo. Right? Like, and then get all mad when some cryptid comes and gets it. It's your fault for leaving the trash there. Yeah. All right. So real quick, I'm going to detail what happened to me when I got Reiki yesterday. Yeah. So I went in there. It was 25-minute, like, Reiki chakra balancing whatever. I got a Groupon for it. It was down the street. So I was like, yeah, I'll do this. Sure. So I went there. And it was fine. Like, she asked if I was okay with her using crystals, if I was comfortable with that. And I was like, yeah, sure. And also I lied and I told her I'd never done Reiki before because I hadn't done this kind of Reiki before. So in a way, it was the truth. But a red flag when I first went into the room is someone there is certified as a, like, third-level Reiki practitioner. It was not the woman who saw me. It was some man named Jeremy. So I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> this might not go great. But, like, it was fine. Like, I laid down on the table and she, like, did the whole hand thing. There were crystals and whatever. Mm-hmm. And mostly it was just relaxing because I got to, like, lay down for a minute. And every so often, I would just, like, things would pop into my head, and I'm like, I wonder if she's going to pick up on that I'm thinking about this or that I'm thinking about that. And I'm thinking about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And how you can't fucking get one. I had one a couple weeks ago. It was really good. Was it? Still thinking about it. Yeah. Apparently, they're sold out all over, and one man is trying to sue Popeye's about it. That's hilarious. Yeah. For $5,000, I think. What? Which, like, if you're going to sue him, like, sue him for real money. Yeah. But whatever. 5,000 chicken sandwiches. <laughs> but did she ask you about anything that popped in your head? No. So she did not pick up on any of it. And for a while, I was like, this is for a podcast. I do a podcast. This is research. This is research. This is research. <laughs> Just to see if she could, like, she did not sense it. And then, like, at the end of it, she had me stand up and we grounded ourselves in the Earth's energy and whatever. And then she was telling me about, she was like, I didn't get any clear messages for you. All your chakras were good. There's a little bit of blockage in your sacral yeah oh and that was the other thing at the end she was doing like specific crystals over each of my chakras and she forgot two of the names and there was a long pause and then she clearly like whipped out her phone and did it because she had me keep my eyes closed so i couldn't like watch her do it but she literally she must have googled it because she was like and now we're to your throat chakra and i'm like come on man that sucks (laughs) and then like She was like, I didn't get any messages for you from the universe, but I did get this image because I was curious about what you do for a living. And I just kept getting the word engineer. No, not even close. Basically, I'm the opposite of an engineer. I don't know that you can get further from engineering without starting to loop back around to engineering. And she's like, I just saw you at like a business table with a bunch of charts and stuff. And I'm like, couldn't tell you the last time I did a chart for work, but okay. (laughs) That, wow. And so I just was kind of like, Okay, cool. Bye. So it was fine. I paid money to essentially have 25 minutes of a quiet lie down. Wow. I, I would say the, the place that we went to where you had the crystal healing, yeah. that didn't go well. Um, but my, re- my, my Reiki went well. Yeah. That place was like... That was legit. Yeah, that was legit. Maybe I'll try and, that. And the woman who was doing it was one of those like you know, third level, tier, whatever level yeah, practitioners. Yeah. And so she, w- she would never forget the name of the chakra crystals. I, and also she kept forgetting, like she remembered the sacral one, but she forgot like throat and heart. And it's like, those are the <laughs> obvious ones. Those are body but, parts. You literally put the crystals on the throat and the heart. I'm confused what you're doing here. What? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. Something. So that was my experience trying Reiki again. So do you yeah. want to talk about the ghost tour we went on? We absolutely should. Yay! Yay! So we went on part two of the Old Town Alexandria ghost tour. We went on part one last summer, actually Literally, almost like a whole year. year. Yeah, because yeah, we did it for year. anniversary. 
Yeah, we the, and when we went last year, we took the northern route, which technically is the western route because Alexandria's east west. east west town and not a anyway. But <laughs> we took the uptown route last year, and that was when uptown it was super hot and humid, and there was heat lightning all night, and so mm-hmm. our storyteller kind of rushed through a lot of things because she was worried that we were going to get downpoured on mm-hmm. or like you know um, hit by lightning. And she also um, did not care. She for also us. did not like us because <laughs> we, we were, knew stuff about Gadsby's Tavern, and she didn't like that. So we got. I think I overheard him saying that he's the owner of the tours. He is, yeah. And he was really good. So, like, it totally made sense. So, if you can go, I don't remember his name. But he's the owner of the tour. But ask, yeah, ask for the owner of the tour because he was really good. And he was a really fun storyteller. So, the first stop was the Alexander House, which was mm-hmm. right by... Essentially, it's like the tourism center is where the ghost tour meets and then you wander through Old Town, which mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with Old Town Alexandria, why would you be? Most people don't live here. It's just like... Kind of your standard, like, historic-feeling town. So it's Mm -hmm. got a lot of, like, buildings that are kept as close to as they were 300 years ago as possible. And, like, it's right on the water, a lot of cobblestones, you know. Yeah, and a lot of houses have, like, the historical markers. Mm -hmm. And it also has a Taco Bell cantina where you can get liquor with your Taco Bell. (laughs) It's so good. And it also has, like... Six different ice cream stores just on King Street, which is amazing. Yes. What and a blessing. most of them will give you a discount if you've been on this ghost tour. So keep your sticker and yeah. then you'll get discounts on We Got Gelato. It was great. We Got Gelato from Dolce Gelato and that building is haunted. It is. We That's learned. the yeah. Alexander House. And it is haunted by a woman whose name I don't remember. Something Alexander. Yeah, I forgot I, her name already. I forgot her name. I'm so sorry. So do you want to pick an old timey name? We'll just call her that. We can call her Ruth. Yes. So we're going to call her Ruth. We don't remember her name. We couldn't find it online. So Ruth Alexander put her 81-year-old grandmother to bed. They were on the second floor. And she tucked the old lady in. And then she went to her room and decided to try on a very important dress to her. But what she did not realize as she was putting the dress on was that the lamp had caught her dress. And unfortunately, she did not realize until she was already burning. If you remember the screaming girl from the ghost tour I went on, cotton dresses go up in flames immediately. And back then, they didn't know about stop, drop, and roll. No. So she panicked. She was not hit by a train, thank God. But she did did panic because she didn't know to smother the flame. She didn't know to stop, drop, and roll. So she sprinted to the window because the room was filling with smoke. And she opened her window and was screaming for help, screaming for help. And just by happenstance, her soon-to-be brother-in-law was passing on the street below. And he saw her, and she came charging out of the house and into the street. And she collapsed. Half of her was still burning, so he put it out with his jacket. But unfortunately, she had already been burned over half of her body. And the significant dress was never going to be the same, for it was the eve of her wedding. And Ruth had tried on her wedding dress. And she ended up dying a day later on what have what would have been her wedding. Yeah. And she would have been, ga- been engaged for five years. Five long years, which back then is like 40 years. Because yeah. everybody was dying all the time. So her fiancé was clearly dragging his feet or was busy accumulating wealth or something. Who knows? Something like that. So... She, I mean, living on that street, like, think about, like, the Carlisles had a house there. Oh, yeah, true. It was probably expensive. Yeah, so he had money. He was he just had money. putting it off. Who knows? So she has come back 
since. People will report if they're in there, they'll smell smoke and they'll see a sad woman in a white dress that's burned on half her body. And, and mostly children will see her mm-hmm. Where, and adults will sense her. Yeah. So adults will feel her or smell the smoke. Or hear her. Or hear. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They'll hear her yeah. screaming, which is. Yeah. There was, the ice cream place used to be a, it was a real estate office and there was a woman waiting, uh, working late one night and heard a scream. Oh yeah. Someone like banging on a door. She went upstairs. The door was hot. Mm-hmm. She thought there must be a fire in there. She opens up the door. She feels hot air rush past her. She hears thudding down the stairs and then something crash at the front door. And so she heard the ghost. Mm -hmm. And then she did not work late after that. Nope. She's like, fuck it. I will not close again. Yep. There was an incident where when it was a candy store, the Mm -hmm. Alexander house, there was a little girl in there who was, you know, picking out candy. And she saw this woman in a white dress who was like, hello, and just like waving at her and kind of following her around. So the woman, the little girl eventually asked, I think it was her grandparents who were with her. And she was like, who is that lady I saw in the white dress? And her grandparents were like, oh, I bet she works here because, you know, people here do historic shit all the time. And they asked about it and they were like, no, we don't have anybody here in a white dress. Like, what are you talking about? She goes, oh, you know the one, like half the dress was burned. And that's when they realized who it was the little girl had seen. Yeah, they immediately sent her next door to the tourism office where the ghost tour is located. And they're like, uh, (laughs) please talk to this child. (laughs) Bad news. The next stop was the Ramsey house, which was kind of by the Alexander house. And then the next stop on the tour, which we'll get into. But... The third floor is reportedly super haunted. They didn't really get into why. It was just mostly like it used to be a tobacco storage facility. Mm-hmm. And so they would always have tobacco hanging from the ceiling to dry. Mm-hmm. And one day they came in and it wasn't tobacco hanging from the ceiling, but Mr. Probably John Ramsey. And so now he haunts it. There used to be a business that had offices on the third floor but one day they came in and all of the chairs were spinning around uncontrollably and all the computer monitors were spinning uncontrollably. So they were like, fuck this shit. And they moved their offices. And another time a man was, he went into the building to wrap something up in the office and his wife was waiting for him on the street. And when he came back out, she was like, you were being cute in the window and waving at me. And he goes, I was doing what now? And she's like, you waved. I saw the man's face at the window and then you waved. And that was not him. It was John Ramsey, who apparently likes waving at ladies. Because it couldn't have been him, because there were boxes stacked in front of the window. Yep. Yep. Couldn't have gotten there. Nope. So the next stop on the tour was the Carlisle House, um, <laughs> which is not haunted. However, there's a big however. <laughs> the lawn is haunted. Yes. So the Carlisle House was owned by a pretty prominent and during the colonial era he was friends with you know lord fairfax who basically is the reason why we have fairfax county and pretty much all of northern virginia was like owned by him at some point he was big in the revolutionary war like george washington knew him they they used his property basically as a staging area or meeting place for a lot of the generals and important people of the era. But Carlisle married into the Fairfax family because that's the best way to get rich in a colonial era is marry rich. Honestly, um, it's the, the best way to get rich now, let's be rich. real. Yeah, it's still the best way now, but 
but yeah, he wanted to be super rich, so he married into the super rich Fairfax family. Mm-hmm. And so they built this beautiful estate, and both Mr. Carlyle and Mrs. Fairfax were both very superstitious and were not about to have ghosts on their property or in their house. So they participated in a cat mummification ritual from <laughs> Scotland in which they took a dead cat, they mummified it, and they put it in the walls of their newly or their under construction home to make sure that the mummified cat, its spirit would keep other ghosts away. Mm-hmm. And so house ghost free, super ghost free during the 1800s, a huge hotel was built up and pretty much blocked the front lawn of the Carlisle house. I've seen some like illustrations and stuff. Cause I've been to the Carlisle house museum during the civil war. The ho- the hotel was used as a hospital. So a lot of people died from their wounds from civil war battles at the at the hotel and they also had lots of military people frequently you know acting as sentries basically guarding the hospital walking back and forth in the 1970s they tore down a good chunk of the the hotel and hospital because they decided to completely restore the carlisle house to its former glory and then now they host it's a museum they also host events such as weddings um how do you know that sasha (laughs) at uh, on their property so uh, that is where jack and i will be getting married next year (laughs) and i knew about the historical stuff with regards to carlisle house but i didn't know about the cat in the walls (laughs) i didn't know about the potential for ghosts and that was the so, other, sorry, that was the other thing he mentioned on the tour, is when they did all the renovations to restore the Carlisle house, they found the dead cat. The, yeah. So they gutted the house and they rebuilt it so that, it, like, in the way it had been originally. Mm-hmm. And they found the dead cat, and they put the cat back. Yeah. So and it's the cat still not skeleton haunted. is still there. Yeah, it was very, very well mummified, and it's still not haunted. The, the house itself is not haunted. Our plan is to get married on the front lawn. As it turns out... Because of that military hospital, the front lawn is mega haunted. Oops. To, oops. To the point that a few years ago, they there was a particularly busy night of ghost tours. And so there were several groups. And one pers- one ghost tour leader had all of his guests like kind of in front of him in like a half circle. And while he was talking, he felt someone tap him on the right shoulder. And thinking... Not much of it. He just continued on with his story and then asked if there are any questions. And nope, okay, they moved on. And then another ghost tour person saw that, you know, he had picked like a pretty prime spot and she decided to take her ghost tour over there once they had left. And she had her people in front of her, was telling the story about the Carlisle house, felt someone tap her on the right shoulder, and again, looked around like that was weird, thought nothing of it. But after the ghost tours were over, she was, you know, chatting with someone about and says, yeah, I felt someone at the Carlisle house, you know, tap me on the shoulder and there was no one there. And then the other tour guide was like, excuse me, what? Uh-oh. <laughs> I felt something tap me on the shoulder there too. And then the second tour guide quit her job. <laughs> <laughs> and now she lives in Hawaii. <laughs> she lives in Hawaii. <laughs> I, it was funny because like I, when they said that Carlisle house isn't haunted, I was like, oh, thank God I'm getting married here. Phew. And then the tour guide laughed at me and he was like, we're we'll get getting into married. It. And I was like, I'm getting married on the front lawn. And he just like laughed at me some more. And he's like, I'll tell you the story later. You will not be happy. Yes. (laughs) And you weren't in his defense. In his defense. (laughs) So the next place we stopped is this like elevated platform that leads to like a doorway. So this elevated doorway is where it used to be like an ice house, like an ice box Mm -hmm. thing. So like it's where you keep all your ice. And it just happened that across the street is what used to be 
the mortuary. And yep. essentially, it's, it's they would keep... It was a carriage house that mm-hmm. had a giant S over the door. And the S is the same S that you see on hearses today. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's what it does. That's, yeah, that's, that's how, how they, they lower stuff into bodies. Tell. Into yep. bodies. Into graves. Into graves. <laughs> they put stuff in the body, and then they put the grave in the, the body. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So... Yeah. Because it was across the street from this ice house, it was super convenient. They were like, well, let's just stash the body there. We'll move it over to the carriage house for taking it over to the graveyard. But this way we can keep the body on ice for a bit because, you know, it takes people a while to come. So, like, you're notified that, oh, your elderly great aunt has passed away. And then you got to come from 10 towns over and it's going to take you, like, three weeks. So and it's funny because like, in this moment, I just realized when you say to put something on ice... It mm-hmm. literally means to put it on top of ice, which mm-hmm. makes the wor- next part of the story even more upsetting. It's very upsetting. So they'd put the bodies on the ice, and then, you know, finally, when it was funeral time, pop the bodies off the ice, and they're like, well, there's no sense in wasting good ice. And they'd just, you know, come summertime when families needed ice for their homes and beverages, they'd just chip off a block of that ice. But the Except- problem is, <laughs> so ice absorbs stuff. If particularly liquids, and if there's one thing we know about dead bodies, it's that they ooze a lot of shit. Literally sometimes shit. Sometimes shit, a lot of times blood, mucus, gross nonsense, bacteria, pieces of flesh, flesh, whatever. Because the body, even though it's dead, still radiates heat from decomposition, and even though it's still chilly in there, it's not stopping the decay. So the ice would melt a little bit while the still slightly warm body is on it. Then they'd move the body off. The ice would refreeze and it would have all of these super yummy dead body particles in it. So then people would, you know, chip off a bit for hot summer nights and be like, oh, I'm going to put some in my lemonade and it's going to be delightful and not disgusting at all. And then that's how pink lemonade was invented. It's a wonder that... Like, people lived to 2019. Honestly, it's a wonder that, it, yeah, anyone made it out of the 1700s alive. We yeah. should not have. We, we should were real not have. Dumb. The best part about this little doorway on a raised platform is that, like, a few <laughs> weeks ago when I went to go pay the deposit for the wedding venue and the reception venue, I went to Old Town with my parents, and we were taking a walk around, like, the historic neighborhood, and... I saw the platform, I saw the little door, and I was like, what a funny little door. Like, I wonder what that platform is it's for. So and it turns out it was very unpleasant. Dead body ice. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I'm going to put that in our, like, wedding program. Like, by the way, BTW's Old Town Alexandria is fucking haunted. Haunted. AF. Yeah, catch me at Sasha's ceremony, like, whipping out the Ouija board and trying to summon up some dead yes. ghosts and shit. Yes. <laughs> Everybody yes. shut up. I have a ghost. So then we went to Captain's Row, which isn't haunted so much as the captain that the row is named for had 29 kids and could not keep it in his pants two wives 29 kids one of the wives had 20 of them four of whom were twins like four of whom were twins like and i think how many was it was it only like 21 survived 21 total of the 29 survived yeah because like he was like you know kids didn't live there wasn't a great survival rate for kids so i was expecting like six made it to adulthood but no still fucking 20 did that's still way too many it was all daughters who made it to adulthood. Yeah, and he didn't have enough money for that dowry, so he's like, I'll build you a house on all this land I have. And they were like, sold, I'll buy that daughter. And that's why it's called Captain's Renos. Buy that daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
meanwhile, the, the, the mother, her name was, the first mother was Dorothy, the one who had 20, and she was constantly, yeet, that baby. <laughs> Just yeeting it out. Out of the womb. And they joked that when she passed away after baby number 20, it was just because she was like, she wanted a rest. She yeah. was over it. Was it. Like, I think she got sick at age 39 and died at 41 mm-hmm. and was just like, I'm just going to take the whole system with me. I just can't. I can't. I'm going to burn it all down. <laughs> I'm going to burn this motherfucker to the ground. As soon as he said 20 babies, like, I just felt my entire uterus just like, yeah. like, Mine retreated up. further just, into like, my body. retreated through my body. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> I was like, I don't have a uterus now. No, it's gone. It's, it's gone, gone forever. It just completely got sucked into, absorbed into my body. Yep. I, don't I think it's now. somewhere in the vicinity of my lungs now. I'm not yep. sure, but it's not coming out <laughs> ever again. <laughs> no, never. So then we went to the Presbyterian Meeting House, mm-hmm. which is famed because it's where one of George Washington's funerals was. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. they stuck his body at Mount Vernon, his family home. Yeah, but I think that's where his, like, major memorial service was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it because it was a meeting house, it was also a good place for, like, large groups of people. And so there, it is haunted, and part of it is the reason why it's haunted is because there's a graveyard out back. And one of the ghosts haunting is there was a ship that came into harbor from Eastern mm-hmm. Europe. And there were obviously a lot of people on the ship, but the ship had been beset by some sort of plague or illness. So when they got there, half the people on the ship were either sick or dead. And so the remaining people obviously had to be taken in and be quarantined because they couldn't just have them like wandering around Alexandria, like touching people and getting their weird ship diseases on them. So much like the Western Europeans did when they landed at Virginia. Mm hmm. Like, they knew something about it because Western Europeans were like, oh, we did this shit to other people. We don't want it to happen to us. So let's Mm -hmm. quarantine these guys. Well, because English was an issue, like, most of the people on the boat either did not speak English at all or spoke very little. There was a clear language barrier. So all the doctors and nurses and people who were taking these people in could not really communicate, Mm -hmm. like, this is my family. Please keep me with my family. Mm -hmm. So there was a little boy that was about 12 who was sick and the doctor took him in. And he had been separated from his parents, so he wasn't sure if the parents had died, where the parents were, because, he, you know, they, there was a communication barrier, so the little mm-hmm. boy couldn't say, that's my mom and dad over there, please don't take me, you kidnapping weirdo. And so the little boy got better after, like, a week, and the doctor was like, you seem healthy, get out of here, and I'll take in somebody sicker. Of course, the little boy was not all that much better. He was only a little bit better. So, still sick, he started wandering the streets trying to find his missing parents. And eventually, he found a graveyard and he found two gravestones, two identical gravestones next to each other. And he was just tracing the names, trying to figure out if these were his parents. And the next day, they found his body dead atop these two graves uncertain if he'd ever found his parents well that little boy is not done looking because it is 2019 and he still pops up and still traces the names on the graves in the graveyard out back trying to find the parents that he lost so many years ago it's so sad it's very sad it's very sad so then we moved to the graveyard back behind the presbyterian meeting house and there's a tomb of the unknown soldier who died during the Revolutionary War. All they know mm-hmm. about him is that he was from Kentucky because one of his buttons said something about Kentucky on it. It had, like, the insignia on it. Mm-hmm. That's like, right. Like, his that's troops right. insignia. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, Kentucky troops. Yeah. Crispy, extra delicious. <laughs> that was a Kentucky fried chicken joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so 
the tomb is raised above the ground and there's a flag and the flag is the original like Colonial. colonies flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it doesn't have red on the top and red on the bottom. It's red on the top and white on the bottom. Mm-hmm. But that unknown soldier doesn't haunt anyone except for one tour guide. And every time this one tour guide is near that grave, has his picture taken near that grave, takes a picture of someone else near that grave, the soldier will appear in that photo. It's bananas. He he just really likes the one dude. Yeah. It sounds like they have some kind of military connection between them. I like to think Mm -hmm. that he's some, like, long descendant or whatever, and, like, the ghost Oh, maybe. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's my headcanon. That's a good headcanon. And there's a staircase in the back of the meeting house where, again, on another particularly busy night, there was a tour guide standing on top of the staircase delivering her story to her tour group, and then, you know... I think our tour guide had been witnessing like her giving this mm-hmm. giving her spiel. And later someone from the woman's tour group sent her a photo sent the tour company a photo of her shrouded in a mist. And everyone was like that's weird there was no mist that night at the graveyard. What is that? <laughs> So, of course, we took a picture on these stairs, and all we learned is that when we are famous enough to have writers and go on tours and stuff, I'm putting in my writer that you can only take pictures of me via lamplight, because it yeah. is the best I have ever looked, and the best I ever will looked is <laughs> in the, that, like, gas lamp light. There was no mist. I, I look a little deranged in that photo, because I was like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it will make you feel better, but the other one was worse. I tried to pick one that was okay of both of us. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> But the final story he told us is about fucking pickles because they are Satan's tools. They are Satan's fingers. They are touching all the stuff with Satan things, getting Satan everywhere. Forget it. I like pickles. And also, when he said, Do you guys like pickles? I heard him say, Do you like pit bulls? And I, I did was too. Like, That's why I, I love said pit yes. Bulls. He, I thought he said, Do you guys like pit bulls? And I go, Yes. And then my brain caught up and was like, Wait, he said pickles. And I was like, Ew, no, 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 no. Yeah. And then when you were like, No, I was like, Why don't you like pit bulls? They're so I love cute. pit bulls. Like, no, pickles. And then I pickles. was like, Oh, hell yeah, I'm still on board. Yeah. And then he told us the story of how Sasha will one day murder me. Yes. By telling us about the Pickle Brothers. I will pickle you. The Pickle Brothers, Henry and Herbert. So Henry and Herbert were in the early 1900s, as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. 100 years ago this year. Ooh. So Henry and Herbert opened up a pickle factory, and they had quite a lot of success. Enough so that they were young bachelors, much in the demand of any woman looking to marry her way into being well off and popping out 29 children. <laughs> God help us all. And the downside was, you know, being eligible bachelors, there's only so many ladies to go around. And Herbert found this woman and, oh, he loved her so. And he was like, this is great. I'm going to do this. So he goes to his brother and he's like, Henry. After three dates. Three dates. So, you know, when it's super serious and you're basically ready to have a child, three dates. Herbert's like, Henry, guess what? I found the woman I'm going to marry. We've been on three dates. I don't know why it took me this long to decide on her. It should have been moment one, but here I am now. I'm super into her. And Henry's like, huh, she sounds familiar. Couldn't possibly be the lady that I'm in love with and intend to marry and have been on more than three dates with. Could it? Guess what? Tote same woman. So Henry and Herbert were like, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to do? 
And sure enough, the woman was like, look, I do care for both of you, but there is somebody that I prefer. And Herbert's like, I got this. He did not got this. Henry got this. So the young lady and Henry were like, let's do this. Let's get engaged. Well, Herbert did not care for this. And because he liked pickles, he was a bad person. So uh, uh, I'm not a bad person. <laughs> yet, until you murder me in the way that I haven't you're about murdered to detail. you yet. 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 <laughs> yet. <laughs> anyway, so Herbert was like, I got to figure out some way that I can get my brother out of the picture so that this lady will be mine again. And one night, Henry and Herbert were working late in the pickle factory, which is not a euphemism, but really should be now that I say working it out loud. Working overtime. Work I'm, working, I'm working overtime in the pickle factory tonight, babe. Won't be home till late. <laughs> also, while he was telling this story, the entire time in my head, I was like, the pickle factory would be a great name for a male strip club. <laughs> Wouldn't it? It would. Let's go down to the pickle factory. Let's go to the pickle factory. Just whip out them pickles. So... Herbert saw his opportunity, and he grabbed an axe off the wall, and he struck his brother over the head with it. Obviously, Henry is now super deadsville. Herbert has successfully murdered his brother over a lady that he's been on three dates with. Totally normal. Totally normal. At the same moment that he has done this, there's a knock at the door of the pickle factory, and Herbert glances up and sees through the window at the top of the door a policeman's helmet, and he's like, oh, fuck me. It's the fucking popo. And so he panics, yanks the axe out of Henry's head, tosses it behind a pickle vat, and then he still has this body, so he's like, I know. And he just dumps the body into the vat of brine with all the pickles and covers it up and then goes to the door. And the popo's like, pip, pip, saw the light on, but you're one of the owners of this establishment, so clearly you're just working late. Have a great night, pickle bro. And Herbert was like, you too, copper. And they went- I got away with it. And he's like, I fucking did this. Well, there was still the matter of the young lady. So I think some time passed, maybe like a week, you know, sensible morning time. But Herbert was like, look, girl, you know I'm here for you. My brother Henry is such a wastrel, he ran off with some other lady- They're out of town now. He's probably never going to come back. He's probably forgotten all about you. Meanwhile, he knows that his brother has been in a pickle vat and is about to go through the pickle machine and is going to get chopped into unrecognizable pieces. So nobody's going to know that he's even dead. And so the lady subscribing to the if you can't be with the one you want, one you love, love the one you're with philosophy is like, all right, Herbert, let's get married. And so they're having a fine dinner and Herbert's like, I want you to know that you'll always get the best. So, you know, they say that we keep the best pickles for ourselves. Oh, jeez. So he grabs a jar of pickles and he's like, this is the best one. Here, my sweet. And he feeds her a pickle. Jake's a bite. And she's like, oh, my God, this is the best pickle I've ever had in my life. Which means it's probably not very good because pickles aren't very good. (laughs) And (laughs) she chews it up and then she goes to take another bite and she almost chips her tooth because there's something hard in her pickle. She's like, hmm. That's weird. Well, Herbert has not processed that his lovely lady has bitten on something hard. Meanwhile, Sasha and I are on the tour like, it's not a pickle, it's not a pickle, it's not a pickle. (laughs) And so Herbert reaches in, grabs another thing, takes a bite out of it, but it's hard. It's not pickle-like at all. It feels like a rock in his mouth. So he tries to spit it out, but he's so shocked that he shoots backwards in his chair and starts choking. And so now he's choking on this hard piece of non-pickle. And because they didn't have the Heimlich maneuver back then, the lady friend is like, I don't know, I don't know what to do right now. She's like hitting him on the back, but that's not... That's not what you do. It's not 
it's not totally like projecting it out of his body yet. Yeah, so it's still in his body. It's still in his body. And then she's like screaming for help, screaming for help. And then Herbert just like collapses face first into his plate of food. And because, as we've established earlier, dead people love nothing more than oozing sounds and smells and gases, he has one last giant burp in him. And as he giant dead person burps, out comes the hardened glass of his brother's eye. Because being in the brine turned it essentially into a marble. So, in a way, his brother avenged himself from beyond the grave. Meanwhile, that poor girl is probably like, fuck it, I'm never dating again. Or... (laughs) I'm free to date about this cabin. (laughs) So anyway, don't trust pickles. A lot of this tour was us squealing or squirming or being generally uncomfortable because this was like a really good storyteller. He did. um, Who who led the tour. He was also good at jump scares. Mm -hmm. And I'm a weenie about jump scares. And so... Every time I was scared you screamed, every time. and then I would laugh really hard, and then I felt bad to the point of offering to hold your hand because I was like, "Oh, I'm such an asshole. She's scared, no, no, and no. I'm laughing." It's I was just like surpri- momentarily surprised. The stories were good, he, and he delivered them very well. He was really good at doing the like, and as she approached, she's thumping him on the back, and then he collapsed and let out one last giant belch, and bang, and then it's like, "Oh fuck, what ah! just happened?" Also, I'm just now noticing in my notes, I wrote down, Pickle Brothers, Henry and Herbert loved the same lady. Herbert did a murder pickle eyeballs. Pickle. (laughs) Those are my notes from this part of the tour. (laughs) Amazing, amazing. Herbert did a murder pickle. And then we finished the tour by going to Dolce Gelati and getting ice cream. There were no pickles or eyeballs in it. It was very good. What flavors did you get? I got got banana foster and peanut butter cup, which was a great combination. Yeah. And that's, I guess it's not ice cream. It's gelato. Oh, yeah. 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 And then um, I got strawberry lavender sorbet. And the other one was mango, mango something. But yeah, two sorbets. It was really good. It was really refreshing after that. So that was a fun adventure. It was. We've been doing this for two years. It's been a fun adventure. I know last year we promised... We're going to stay in a haunted hotel. We did not yep. specify a timeline, but we are making plans to do that somewhat soon. Yeah. So keep your fingers crossed that we actually get that together. And we actually and have some exciting announcements. We do. So we're about to unveil our newest merch line. You should have seen the tweet that went out about it. But basically, Mysterious Third Roommate is an incredible artist. And she mm-hmm. did for us a line of chonky cryptids. So these are... They're so cute. The chunkiest cryptid babies. So imagine, like, the fattest jackalope, the roundest Jersey Devil. Like, they're so cute. They're I'm so cute. I'm obsessed with them. I'm going to spend all of my money on our own merch and I don't even care. <laughs> They're so cute. So we're going to be unveiling that. You'll be able to get it as a shirt, as various, like, cell phone cases and shit. Whatever Public will let us do, we're going to do that. And then we'll also have stickers. So we're going to be using those stickers as one of our rewards for our brand new Patreon. Patreon! I say it's brand new. We set it up, like, six months ago. We just never we did anything with it. We set it up because we wanted to be grandfathered into a thing. Yeah, and then we got <laughs> grandfathered into the thing, and then we were like, well, we'll worry about this later. But now that we've we been at this- it... We've, we kept it going for two years, we so we sure figured did. we should probably have a Patreon now. Let's fucking do this. So if you want to chip in some money, we're looking at doing rewards on a bi-monthly basis. Bi-monthly meaning twice a month rather than every other month, because it can mean both. Give us money, and then you can, you can see it. And then yeah. we'll use that money to buy snacks and not commit crimes, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Mostly. 
Most likely Most we're likely. not going to commit crimes. Where your money will go will go towards snacks. It'll go towards hosting fees and keeping us in stickers that we can then send to you for free and money for us to try things. Because sometimes we do stuff like buy Groupons and I go try Reiki and it's terrible, but that's fine. And we're looking at an event that's going to fall right around our 100th episode, which will cost some money. So we are figuring it out. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for the event. Yes. So keep an eye on our social media. We'll post the Patreon when it's like fully live and has like a reward tier in it. I hear Zelda. (laughs) It's because she's scratching herself like right on her collar. So it's just like bells, 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 bells. bells, bells, bells. bells. You can email spoopow at gmail.com. That's also where you can contact us in terms of sending us your stories mm-hmm. and for social media where you can keep an eye out for exciting announcements like Chonky Cryptids and when that's Chonky ready. Cryptids. We are at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram is, again, a visual medium, it unlike is. podcasts. Yay. Go check it out. Follow us there. We'll, we'll take funny shit that we say over the course of an episode and then we'll put it on art so that's like a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. Yay! All right. So thanks for doing this for two years. We're so old. We've done it for two years. High five. High five. We just high fived our webcams. We're making it happen. Thank you for (laughs) listening for two years. Go on BuzzFeed and take our dumb quiz. Do it. And then tell us what cryptid you are. Dumb quizzes. Yes. Yeah, that that could be another thing. We're going to make more quizzes, probably. What color woman ghost are you? That's a great one. Ooh, I like that, because then we can get some, like, color theory and shit in there. How would you be killed in the Salem Witch Trials? Yes, or, like, how would you be killed in olden times? We did talk about doing a BuzzFeed quiz like that, and now that I have done a BuzzFeed quiz, we have the technology. So keep an eye out for that, too. Thanks for listening, you guys. Two years. Thank you for supporting us. This has been great. Boo years, Boo am years. I right? <laughs> hey, I'm Shar. And I'm Kelly. And together we host Drinking and Screaming. We're a new horror discussion podcast based out of Vancouver, British Columbia, where each episode we pair a new cocktail with our movie of the week. For instance, I'm pairing this ad with just a shot of tequila. You know, because most ads are horrible. With Drinking and Screaming, you'll find yourself pulled into a new horror film to discuss and a new cocktail to try every week. Every episode is laced with great soundtracks, theme breakdowns, production trivia, Char's bad drinks, and so much more. What? I said clips from the movie. New episodes every week. Join in on the spoops, drinking and screaming, wherever podcasts are found. I give this ad a 5 out of 10. You know, we don't rate the movies. 5 out of 10. It's weird because, like, your hands were, like, blurry, not blurry. Blurry. It's so weird when you do... Look at this. Look at this. Do you see the shit? That's bananas. Because your fingers... Because, like, the area around your fingers unblurs as you move it in front of stuff. So, like, I don't know if it's doing it as much because I don't have as much behind me. It's doing on yours. Yeah, it's doing on yours, too. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. (laughs) I guess we should record a podcast. Yeah. (laughs)